this week's Ken Only podcast. Threw in the FA Cup after beating a team from a step above. Everything about their joint boss Marlon Patterson talks about their victory over Tooting and Mitchum. I nearly brought myself to tears yesterday, uh, last night, um, during the game. Um, it was, uh, you know, it is a fantastic feeling. All set to hopefully get through a full season. We hear from Herne Bay boss Ben Smith. It speaks volumes, I think, of uh, of what we've done over the last year and a half, two years. We, we've we've built a much better reputation for Herne Bay, that's for sure. And Ashford United manager Tommy Warrow also gets ready for the big kickoff this weekend. For me, a successful season as a football club is staying involved in the playoffs or the promotion push right to the end. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast. Three more interviews for you this week with a show recorded by two men who are not in Kent still determined to bring some football goodness from the county we both consider home. I'm John Phipps, who's very happy to see the sun shine again. And on the line now, Manuel, we're also sure is pleased about the weather. But to be honest, the biggest revelation I've had from this week is that he's banned from a well-known online bookmaker. Matt Gerrard, how are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Yeah, not bad. I'm on holiday, so the weather's quite nice now. So it's been a bit hit and miss where I am. So um, I have been past the football ground since I've been here. Um, Plymouth Argyle, nice ground. Have you been to Plymouth Argyle ground? I have uh, many, well, nearly 10 years ago now, but yeah, uh, they nice were still building round. parts of it then. But yeah, nice, yeah, nice stadium. I've got two home games, but I haven't broached that with the wife and I don't think <laughs> I will broach that with the wife. And they are playing a Kent side on Saturday, so I found I just recently found out. But no, no, yeah, it's been a very nice holiday so far, nice and relaxing, so um, with the family. So yeah, yes, yeah, very enjoyable, eating well. So that's the most important thing as well. Dog's behaving, yeah? Yep, yep, she's she's good. She's, um, yep, she, uh, she's, yeah. She's a good girl, so that's the main thing at the moment. So, Good stuff. I'm delighted to hear that. Um, let's go back to what I mentioned in the intro there. You're banned from a well-known online bookmaker. Have you, have you been a naughty boy? Did you swear I, at I, someone? I don't, no, 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 not at all. I would, you know, I'm not that John, not that John. But, <laughs> um, the one that promotes football or sponsors football in the whole country, and you can watch it on the television, somewhere, they do that thing. You try me to join that thing where you can predict results, can't you? Yes, Super 6. I've tried for years and years to do it, but and... I don't think I actually added an account, but if I try and log in, it basically says, no, not having you. And when I rang up one time, they said, no, you're banned, but we can't tell you why. <laughs> but I have got other accounts with other um, uh, bookmakers, but for some reason, I can't, they can't tell me why I'm banned. And I, and I, again, I, don't, I don't think my credit rating is that bad. And, and my bet, you know, if they looked at my betting history, they realise I'm not going to take them for cleaners. So, but I've got no idea and, and I cannot register for a Sky account. Unless was it that me... you kept betting on Dover to win and they shut it for your own health? Well, might, might, might well be, yeah. Bet responsibly, as they say on that. But no, I've got no idea. So whatever league you've set people up to join, um, well, I can tell you, I suppose, you can't draw them one account. So you can win loads of money. Can you on these things? If you get all yeah, you can, win a, you can win a million quid uh, yeah, right. in some of the early rounds if you get all six uh, right. So uh, anybody ever won that? I think someone's got close. I don't know. I think someone might have won it once. Um, but I do a big, I do a big league. Score, We've won a, yeah, if you get all six games completely right and then be the closest on the golden goal to win the, the big money. Oh, Normally right. the jackpot's 250, but they put it up to a million. But I'm in a big league with um, one of my friends uh, from uni and, and it's everyone puts some money in. So there's money up for grabs. And uh, last year... The first place was my friend's wife. Second place was my girlfriend. Uh, and at the moment, after week one in that league, first place is my friend's mum. And second place is 
my mum. So oh, I, I, I think that kind of shows that it's a game of luck rather than yeah. skill. Uh, well, it's about I think top prize is about hundred quid, something like that, oh, something right. like that. But my, my dad's had has come close. I've come close. I'm always in the top four or five. I always get some money out of it. So. Yeah. Uh, we shall see how it goes. Uh, it's our 177th episode this week. There's nothing of note for that number other than Route 177 on the National Cycle Network is something neither Matt or myself are this week. No. That's right. It's in Kent. Uh, goes from North Street to Rochester and then a little bit in Maidstone too. Lovely. Uh, on with the show then. It's been a good week of FA Cup action with nine scaffold sides and two Isthmian League teams safely through to the preliminary round and one with a replay next week to possibly join them. Lovely stuff. The pick of the results for our sides came at Parkview Road on Wednesday night when everything Belvedere earned a dramatic win over Isthmian League's South Central side Tooting and Mitcham United in their replay. After a 1-1 draw on Saturday, it was the same score when the visitors were awarded a penalty, but it was skied over the top. Uh, there was a bit of a set two, which led to Deer's joint manager Danny Murphy being sent off, but the home side kept their cool to win 3-1 after extra time. And the day after the night before, I spoke to the other Irith and Belvedere boss, Marlon Patterson, for his thoughts on the game and their season so far. It was um, a very entertaining game of football. Uh, um, I think they thought from the first leg, look, you know, they, 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 we, we gained, certainly gained respect. Um, but then in the second game, it almost felt like they was going to roll. They thought they was going to roll us over. Um, I've got, a, I've got a very good group, John, in terms of the good mixture, good blend of age and and, and youth. Um, and the boys are just, they, they just, I, I can't really ask more from them about their effort to work for each other. It's brilliant. And obviously last night, I mean, you it was it was one all. Then they missed a penalty, and I've seen it. He certainly put that a long way over the top, and then it kicked off a bit in extra time, didn't it? Before you before you ran out three one winners. Yeah, so it was. Uh, listen, you um, you know you 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 gain your own luck, and um, sometimes you need a bit of luck. And uh, that was our little bit of luck. Uh, then missing a the penalty, and then I knew from that point we'd won that game um, because we was. We was dominant. We was, you know, we, we was winning every second ball. We was, we was, yeah, we, we was really good from a work ethic perspective. We was really good. We chased down everything. And then, um, yeah, look, you know, they got frustrated as they were being a higher club, etc., etc. Um, they got frustrated. They, you know, a little bit of handbags and stuff like that. And, you know, it, I suppose that that's what makes the game as well. And then we, um, yeah, as you say, we, we, we got the, we got the we got the second goal and then got the third. You must be a proud man because no matter what happens now, you are a manager who's won an FA Cup tie, and not everyone gets that opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. So I've, yeah, again, look, it was um, I really brought myself to tears yesterday, uh, last night um, during the game. Um, it was uh, you know, it, it's a fantastic feeling. Um, you know, if, if anybody gets the chance, the opportunity to do it, or anybody that has, I can only imagine. Uh, how they felt because I'm 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 over the mood right now. If I'm going to be honest, you've had a brilliant start to the season. Uh, we certainly said on our show that we thought you might be a, the sort of side who could cause a few surprises over the course of the season. And here we are. You've you've won both your league games. You're through in the FA Cup, beating a team from a higher league. You've got to be delighted with the start. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know who writes these stats and uh, league positions and stuff like that. Well. They've wrote us off already. I think they've, they've put us down for a, 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 a league finish of 15th. Um, and I think that alone is motivation for the boys uh, and, and myself and Murph as well. That's motivation for us straight away. Um, we're just going to take every game as it comes. We're not going to win every game. 
But if we play our game our way, I'm sure we can't be too far off of it. And obviously, the, the league, you had a brilliant 5 1 win away, away from home the, the other day. And, and again, it's, it's one of those where there are obviously teams at the top who everyone's expecting to be up there. But for a team like you, there's absolutely nothing to lose. So go and enjoy yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. It's a free hit. It's, a, it's an absolute free hit. Um, we've got, again, look, you know, we've got some boys that haven't even played at this level. We've got two or three that haven't even played men's football. Um, so it's delightful to see that. The information that we're giving them, the information that they're, they're, they're taking on, and they're, they're producing it on the pitch. Um, and it, for us to see it, it's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Uh, you and Danny as joint managers. First of all, how did that come about and, and how are you getting along together? Well, it's. I think me and Murph, coming from uh, a footballing background ourselves, um, and you know, both of us have played professional and the league, etc. <laughs> We both know the game. Um, so it was Murph coming initially uh, with the other fellas. So he was going to, as another coach, uh, obviously, as things, you know, uh, as, as things unravel and, you know, the, the manager left and they they offered me and Murph the job together. So it was, I think it was a no-brainer for both of us, really. Uh, and the way that we, we work together is, you know, we both give our own information um, in different ways so it's not same same for the boys and they take it on excellently like we see yesterday Murph controlled the 90 obviously he got himself sent off I came off and you know I managed in my way and we, 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 we got the result so I, I think it's, it's, it's a perfect blend that we've got with, with, with the players and for you personally I suppose it's an issue that we see talked about a lot but do, do you feel there's enough opportunities for BAME managers to, to be making their way in the game like you are? Absolutely. Um, if you've got, I mean, I give, I give maximum, maximum respect uh, to the, the owners of the club who have firstly have given us the opportunity. Um, but yeah, look, I, I should see why not. Another friend of mine, in, uh, Derek Duncan, he's over at Romford. He's doing, he, you know, he's done exceptionally well. So I think he's done his first two. He's, he got through the SA Cup last night. It's a great feeling uh, to see that you know, guys that I was playing with and, you know, some of my friends from a long time ago are in the same position as me now and now managing. I suppose it's one of those things, isn't it, where I, I think now we are starting to see the sort of, that, that is coming in more and more. And there's no reason why it shouldn't be, obviously. But it's, it's really great to see that people are able to, to make their mark. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, a, again, like you say, it's a free hit. Just go and express yourself, uh, whether it be a manager, whether it be a player. Go and express yourself, um, and and that's what me and Murph are doing. You know, we're not. We like to use the expression: "Is look, we're not dinosaurs, and we're going to do things our way." Um, I mean, we had even down to the you know uh, what what we wear on the line. Um, I mean, I had a few managers uh, who we played against already, like uh, uh, give us a bit of stick for it. But that's what we're you know we're 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 a new generation now. That's it. We're we're taking it and going to do what we need to do. So, so what are you wearing on the touchline then? I mean, we're, you know, it, it's, we're, not, we're just not wearing our traditional tracksuit on the line, etc. And, and look, people are giving us stick, but it is what it is. You know, we're, 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 not, we're not dinosaurs. We're going for it. We're going for it. And finally, you move on now. You've got a home game on Saturday against K Sports. And, and another opportunity yeah. to just keep progressing. Absolutely. So we put, to, we put last night to bed. Um, and now we've focused back on the league. 
Uh, it's a tough league. These K Sports, you know, it, it, they're not they're, they're not known pushover. Uh, you know, just like your your Hollands and Flair and Tower Hamlets. Uh, so we've got to just bring it back to basics again, uh, and you know, do what we need to do to go and get the win. Well, Matt, we said two weeks ago we thought that they might be dark horses here with Belvedere, and it's so far so very, very good for them. Crack if it's not against Tootin. Tootin, no. I know they're in the, a side that, you know, a bit of FA Cup pedigree, a league above, great result in the first leg. And I did catch, I haven't caught too many of your interviews, but I did catch what you said there, that they gave them a bit of respect in the first game, but then thought they'd just be, uh, be able to roll them over in the replay. So, absolutely fantastic. And I did see, um, I think, Marlon... Um, Dancing on Twitter, it was a very good dance when his side actually won. So yeah, fantastic result for Eric. And, you know, they, you know they share with Welling United, but that is a really good result from that, and been a good, good week for our sides in the FA Cup. Yeah, I think that that tie against Tooting and Mitchum was one of the ones that when we went down the list last week, that one kind of really stood out, mm. didn't it? Make us sort of sit up with, oh, that's a really tough game for Earth and Belvedere, and to go there and and get the the draw in the first game. And then bring them back home. And it's interesting that he said there, from the moment that they missed that penalty, you knew they were going to win. And and it does just show how games can turn on, on such a, a, a quick moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you said you, you said it was on Twitter that he skied it over the bar, isn't it? So um, always good to see. But that well, confidence grows in that. And and they'll be again. We thought they may be one of the dark horses in the in the division to go in there. But that's a, a good start. A good result against a. a, a Tooting and like they can grow with that. Who they got in the next round, John? I'm putting you on the spot there. AFC Croydon Athletic in the next round at home, so that's a good opportunity for yeah. them against a team obviously that they know uh, who are in the combined counties league now. So yeah, really good. And it was nice to speak to Marlon Patterson. Uh, I know we say about a lot of people, but real you could hear the passion in his voice mm. there, and he's obviously really really excited with how uh, things have got on and and going with with joint managers there. And he, and he said like last night, Danny sort of took charge of the, of the 90 minutes, and I was there for, for extra time and they seem to, he, he said it was really good how they sort of dovetail together. Danny will say something one way, he'll say it another way and they and so far, they're getting the best out of their players and players who, you know, they've got, he said they've got a mix of youth and experience and before the game yesterday, they announced they signed Ashley Carew. Now there's a name who's been around uh, the, the football scene for a, for a little while and that just shows that Irith and Belvedere are getting some good names in there. Good player, Ashley Carew, played for Dover a bit, I think he's part of the squad there. Got promoted to into the um, conference a few all those all those years ago. Yeah, good, good um, set piece specialist. Yeah, still going. Good, good player. Yeah, I think they can attract players again. I think probably helps they play at part for your own good facilities um, and, and, and able to attract players from that north end of the county as well. So we'll be looking out for them. And oh, I think they've got a very good chance now. They've got to, you know, don't rest on their laurels. But when they play AFC Croydon, probably a week after, but it probably is they can uh, get to the next round. Absolutely. Also threw in the Cup of Seven Oaks Town, who also needed a Wednesday night replay to overcome Cobham. And Phoenix Sports, who won 1-0 at Molesey. Uh, the other eight scaffold sides threw a Chatham Town, who put six past Eastbourne United. Kennington, 5-0 winners against Hawley Town. Deal Town, who beat Southall 1-0. Hollands and Blair beat scaffold rivals Holmesdale by three goals to nil. K-Sports also triumphed in an all-scaffold clash as they beat Rustall 3-1. Punjab United won 2-0 at Marloak. It was the same score for Erith Town in their win over Shearwater. And Sheppey United were 4-1 winners at Tower Hamlet. Uh, Beers will have a replay next midweek at home to Banstead Athletic after Saturday's game was called off and then a 2-2 draw on Tuesday. Uh, but Canterbury City, Wellington, Glebe and Tunbridge Wells all went out on Saturday and Lordswood followed on Tuesday night going out on penalties at Knapp Hill. I suppose the one uh, who stands out there for, for their defeat is Glebe losing 3-2 at home to Abbey Rangers. And I, I think they led and, and they'll be disappointed with that one after such a promising start in the league as you spoke about last week. Yeah, I thought, you know, a bit of a shot we fancied them to get through. 
also hasn't been a particularly good start for the season to Tunbridge Wells, has it really? Um, I think uh, I think they did quite well in the cup. Or, you know, he classed them as a bit of a cup side, so that's a disappointing result for them as well. I think they they started so well last season, but you know, has started pretty slowly this year. Yes, definitely disappointment there. But I'm sure uh, Richard Styles will be looking to to turn things around pretty quickly there. And, and they have got the potential there. And it's probably just a blip. But it's so, that's the difficulty of this. If you have a slow start to the season, then you can be out of the FA Cup by the middle of August. I mean, they're out of the FA Cup nine days before Dover season even starts, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't know whether that depends on your finances as well. You know, one game could probably do you do you a bit of money as well. I don't know if that means they'll have, they won't have a game then on that particular week as well. So exactly. they're not getting the momentum of game after game, I would have thought on that. So, yeah, disappointing. Yeah, disappointing for Tommy. They had a tough tie, I think, didn't they? We thought it was going to be a tough one. But yeah, yeah. disappointing start to the season. Absolutely. We will discuss all of the fixtures in the next round next week. Uh, but there are four all-Kent clashes as Chatham Town meet Ashford United. Hollands and Blair will host Ramsgate. Seven Oaks against Irith Town and Phoenix will host Punjab United. So plenty to wet the whistle there. Mm. As I say, we'll discuss all of those and more on next week's show. Uh, in the Skeffle First Division, only one team, Croydon, have a 100% record from three games. But Sutton Athletic have won two from two so far. Snodland, thanks to another Lee friend hat-trick. Larkfield and New Hythe and Rochester United are among the teams with six points out of a possible nine. Now, the results this week starting on Saturday, Croydon 4, Greenways 1, FC Elmsley 1, Lewisham Borough 2, Faversham Strikeforce 1, Rochester United 0, Kentfoot United 2, SC Thamesmead 1, Larkfield and New Hythe 3, Forest Hill Park 0, Meridian VP 4, Staples Monarchs 1, Snodland 2, Tooting Beck 3, uh, games at Chessington Hook and Westside were both called off due to the weather. Uh, on Monday, Greenways beat Staples 2-1, Lewis and Borough won by the same score at SC Thamesmead. Then on Tuesday, Larkfield New Hive won the Battle of the New Boys by beating Faversham Strike Force by two goals to nil. Stansfield drew 1 1 with Forest Hill Park. It was 2 2 back 4, Westside 2. And then on Wednesday, it was Bryden Ropes 1, FC Armstead 1, Chessington, Chessington and Hook nil, Croydon 2, Lidtown 1, Snodland 4, Ross United 3, Kempfoot United 2, and Sutton Athletic beat Meridian VP 4 3 with a first half hat trick from Arlie Desange uh, for the hosts in that game. Uh, much standing out there for me. It's, it's early days, isn't it? And, and But Snodland already, Lee Friend, two hat-tricks. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think I said last week, I've, I've heard of the name Lee Friend. Has he been around and about? Was he, yeah, just rings a bell as being around the houses. But yeah, two hat-tricks in seven goals in two games. You can't, can't grumble with that when you get to those levels. I don't know. I'm sure, I've, again, he could be late 30s, but his name rings a bell from somewhere. So fair play to the lad. I'm going to find out who he is, and if he's not late 30s, you're going to have to apologise yeah, exactly. to him. Yeah, exactly. His name rings a bell of being around the houses, you know? Not around, you know, being a, a player I've heard of. But, yeah. But he, <laughs> it might not be. It might be something. I didn't go to school with him, what he called Lee Friend. But, you know, it seems... Uh, I've certainly heard him in non-league circles somewhere. He's got eight goals already this season, which isn't eight bad, goals. is it? No, well, well, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is not bad. So, you know, the pressure's on, but... Again, goals in the scaffold and, you know, if you're, you know, whatever level, if you're banging eight goals in two games, you know, Mark, are you? No, exactly. So well done to him and we'll keep an eye uh, to see if the goals keep on coming uh, for him over the coming weeks. So a bit of breaking news uh, here on Thursday afternoon. Uh, just come in a positive COVID test at Lordswood, uh, meaning that their games with Wellington on Saturday and Chatham on Tuesday have both been called off. Uh, obviously, best wishes to everybody affected by that there. And let's hope does, this isn't the start of the Does that change now after the 16th? So... I don't know. Do you think Boris Johnson knows? Because I don't. No, no. I, I thought it was what that means that if, if somebody gets it, you don't have to isolate. So yeah. there's not going to be many games. But there seems to be a few games in the Football League going, aren't there? So yeah. are we just going to be running with this all the time? So 
We think about Chatton in the league, though. The first game was abandoned. Yeah. Now a game there, so that you know, time for the other sides, you know, to to put 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 down a bit of a marker. I know you know games in hand, but you now a chance for the sides at the top to sort of move away from them a little bit. Exactly. The fixtures this weekend then. Uh, Friday night football in the Premier Division is Glebe host Punjab United. Then on Saturday, it's Canterbury City against Hollands and Blair. Chatham Town against Beersted. Crow Brethret against Irith Town. Deal Town against Tunbridge Wells. Irith and Belvedere against K-Sports. Holmesdale against Kennington. Rostall against Tower Hamlets. Sheppey United are at home to Fisher, the first game on the fantastic looking 3G pitch at Holm Park. Um, so good luck to everybody for that one. Uh, and then in the first division on Saturday, Croydon against Lidtown. Faversham Strike Force against Forest Hill Park, FC Olmsted against Stansfeld, Meridian VP against Kent Football United, SC Thamesmead host Sutton Athletic, it's Snodland Town against Bride and Ropes, Staples Monarchs against Chessington and Hook, and Tooting Beck against Ross United and Westside against Larkfield and New Hythe. Uh, Monday night, K-Sports host Crober in the Premier Division. Tuesday night, there's that replay between Beerston and Banstead. And then in the Premier Division, Hollands and Blair against Deal Town, Kennington against Canterbury City, uh, Punjab against Sheppey United, Tunbridge Wells against Holmesdale. And then on Wednesday, Irith Town against Irith and Belvedere, Tower Hamlets against Wellington. There's a, probably another team who aren't playing on Tuesday night, so I wonder if Chatham might try and get a game yeah. in there. Uh, just to get one on the go. Anyway, while our scaffold sides are already two weeks in, this Saturday marks the start of the season for the almost all of the rest of the county's non-league clubs as the National League South and Isthmian Leagues both get underway. We'll start off in the Isthmian League Southeast Division, where there are 11 out of 20 teams inside our coverage area. So a nice Kent-heavy league. After two full starts, it should be a cracking season this time around. And we're now going to hear from two managers who can't wait to get going. First up is Herne Bay boss Ben Smith. It seems like a lifetime ago that he left Canterbury City and moved on to Winchesfield, yet somehow he hasn't managed to complete a full season yet. With new signings like Adam Ramadan and Jack Parter lining up for Bay this season, they look as set as anyone for a good season. I got up with Ben on Wednesday for a chat about his hopes and aspirations, and I started by asking him how pre-season had gone. Uh, I think one of the trickiest pre-seasons uh, I've certainly had as a manager. Um, obviously throwing in the mix the, the COVID isolations, uh, Obviously, the players having so long out, you know, just everyone getting used to each other again. Um, you know, even at the clubs in terms of volunteers, etc. Um, yeah, it's been a strange one, but it's been great to great to be back. I know someone at one of one of our listeners went to your game with hashtag the other week, and he said a fantastic atmosphere. And I suppose that shows what you're building at Herne Bay. Yeah, I say we've uh, you know we're we're looking to to really push the average attendance this season. Um, you know, obviously, hashtag do have a following themselves, which is uh, which is which is great for us in terms of pre-season friendly. Um, but we were we were able to put stuff on for the for the kids as well with a, you know the the, the street Hannah um, sessions etc. Um, so we sort of captured the uh, local youth uh, imagination, I guess. And it, yeah, it was a really good atmosphere. And it looks to me like you've not had to do too much to the squad over the course of the summer because, well, you've not completed a season at Herne Bay yet, but you've been doing all right and it looks like you've just added some some real class touches. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think over over the course of the, the last few seasons, you kind of see that the teams that have done well are the ones that haven't changed too much. Um, so, yeah, we've had obviously a couple of players go. Um you know, nothing we could really do with that, moving on to higher level, uh, which, again, is, a, you know, I, I guess a, uh, a testament to what we've done at the club. Um, you know, we don't want to be losing players, but if they're going higher, then, you know, it's hard to, you know, can't begrudge players going on and moving on in, in their careers. Um, and I say, I think we've, we've picked well in terms of who we brought in to replace those players. 
Yeah, I mean, when you're getting players in like Adam Ramadan, who's, who's played at a higher level himself, that does show you're doing something right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, quite a few of the players we've brought in have come from uh, either the, the, the Ryman Prem or the uh, the National South. So, again, it speaks volumes, I think, of uh, of what we've done over the last year and a half, two years, even if the seasons haven't finished. Um, we've at least we, we've, we've built a much better reputation for Humbay, that's for sure. I guess as as we're here, what three days before the start of the season, I I think all any manager can wish for is that we actually get through this one. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a it's been a nightmare really, um, getting halfway through a season. Um, well, over halfway, I guess, in the first one. You know, ten games in the last one. You, you just want you you want consistency, um, and you you want whether you're flying, whether you're not doing so well. You know, you, you kind of want to get a, a a benchmark, really, of how well you've done. You know, we look back at last year, the, the 10 games were bad, great, or we were flying. Um, you know, it's, it's I, I say it's a hard one to judge this year, I think, in terms of who will do well, because I don't think you can read much into either of those two seasons, really. What are your ambitions for the season? Because obviously you, you were flying high in that first season, and last season it was, you were dead middle in 10th so I suppose it's just a blank canvas for everyone like you just say yeah definitely I mean I say any I think any manager going to any club you expect to, to have two seasons really and you know and at the end of those two seasons you know then you look and see where where you are and what what you kind of achieved or not achieved um, at the club <laughs> we've I say we're we're none the wiser really because it's all a lot of what ifs um, for good and for bad um so for us, I guess it's just showing that we can consistently challenge at the top end of of, of this league. I think we're one of the bigger clubs in the league, um, you know. But again, I think with the promotions from below, um, and obviously us knowing our league being able to move up or down, I think it's a bit of a bottleneck. So I think our, our step, particularly, is going to be the strongest it's ever been. Uh, talking of strong as well, you start on Saturday at Hastings. Is it one of those where you're quite happy to get them out of the way and hope you catch them on a bad day to start? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm certainly not not uh, hoping we catch them on a bad day. That, that's not. That's not really. I know what you're saying there. That's not really the phrase I'd use on it. <laughs> um, I just. I, I just hope we go there and perform to the ability we've got in our in our group. If we do that, you know, we're we're not thinking about going there and drawing. Um, yes. We all know they've got the capability of of beating anyone in this league, um, but we've got to I say we've got we've got to forget what happened two years ago and they were flying in the league. Everyone's on zero zero zero, you know. And we've got to try and do the best we can in terms of our start. Um, so it's, it's less thinking about them as, as good as they are. Um, I've got a lot of respect for their football club and, and how they've done things over the last couple of years. Um, but you know, we've got to be thinking about how good we can be. Yeah, I think that's the key thing, isn't it? It's not about anybody else. It's about Herm Bay. And, and as you say, the, the last couple of years, you've certainly shown you've got something about yourselves. And now it's it's down to you and, and your team to really carry on through a full season. Oh, definitely. I'd say, like, you know, going back to Hastings, uh, you know, we've gone down there in the two seasons we've had. We've gone down there twice. or well, three times. One was called off. But we've gone down there twice. We drew nil-nil in a 50-50 game. Um, and then last year in the FA Cup, first game of the season, um, Obviously, we had 10 men. Big G got sent off after about 15 minutes and we conceded late on. So, it's certainly not 
you know, it's, yeah, we've certainly got got the ability and we've got it in us to to, to spring these results. Um, it's about getting that consistency, I guess, um, which which is going to keep you up there because I say the likes of Hastings, will we know they're going to have consistency in what they do. Um, but I think there'll be a side this year that that beat each other. Your Burgess Hills, no one talks about. I know from what I've seen of them, they're, they're, you know, they're, I think they would be up there this year. Last year, Eddie Squincy was a complete surprise package. It's, it seems like they've lost a lot of their, their players and um, I don't know that's due to money or anything, but, you know, I think there's a few dark horses out there that people don't necessarily talk about. And I suppose just finally, it's important, isn't it, you, that, that you make a good start because after this game, you're straight into the FA Cup and then already at the, at the end of the month, you've got your big derby against Whitstable. So you've got to hit the ground running. Oh, no, definitely. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not bake or break, but it's, uh, if you can start well, you're flying in terms of momentum. Um, I think you know momentum can take teams a long, long way, especially ours where we've got five or six new lads to, to gel in, etc. You start well, that team spirit then, you know, you're kind of on a crest of a wave with it, um, especially with the local derby there. Um, you know, we can't li- we can't play our season just for those derbies. I know a lot of our supporters would, wouldn't care about the rest as long as we beat Whistable, but for us, it's not about that. You know, our, our rivals are, are whoever's at the top of that league. They've got to be. And actually, the same for any manager in any team in this league. You've got to... We've got to set our sights high, um, and if we fall short, hopefully we're in and around those playoffs. Interesting comments there from Ben, as he says he feels step forward has become a bit of a bottleneck. Lots of ambitious teams in there; they're all pushing for the same thing, and I think Herne Bay are definitely one of those teams with ambition. Yeah, he's an ambitious man, Ben. I think that's why he left Canterbury City, Houston ages ago to take over the Herne Bay job. People like Adam Ramadan, who's being at Folkestone, being at Tunbridge, decent player at that level, attracting players like that. I think um, the players they had last season <laughs> in a very short league were, were good as well. But I think the point he makes there is, you know, we've got you mentioned eleven out of twenty teams are in Ken. You know, we could roll off the same thing. We've got nobody has a clue. Haven't seen completed the last two seasons. How anybody's going to be good? You don't have no idea. So it's a real open book on this division. Who's going to do well? And it, I think it's, um, you know. Apart from Hastings, you would have thought will be, you know, on previous history, they will be up there. Surely, one of our sides should be good enough to win that division. Which one? It would be very difficult to tell you, probably, isn't it? You know, the the money that's been going around. A lot of clubs have got money at this level as well. And they want, as you said, a bottleneck. They want to go to the next level. So, it should be, like all our divisions, I think, in Kent, with our Kent sides, it's going to be an intriguing one. And maybe we won't know until half a dozen games in, where the, where the league's going to lie. Uh, it's, yeah, I think Cray Valley PM will, will think they'll be up there. But I think we're here two days before the start of the season. I think it's impossible to say who's going to do well and, and who's not, because we don't know for definite how everyone's going to line up yet. And we'll see it. And I thought Ben kind of swerved the question there. But going away to the title favourites first game of the season, I don't think is, is a bad thing at all, because you might catch them a bit rusty. You might catch them not at their best. And... Before they've sort of hit their stride, and I know the last couple of years they have had a bit of a slow start. Uh, they, oh, they're traditionally slow starters, Hastings. So I think that's a good opportunity for for Herne Bay. Well, free hit. Yeah. Out of everybody in the league, you're probably going to say for everybody who's looking in that Hastings are probably going to be the the favourites to win the division. Herne Bay could go down there, put a marker in. He seems confident, Ben, about the season going on. People he's got around him. 
you know, I think work they've done off the field as well again. They just seem a club going in the right direction. Uh, Ryman Premier League or Eastman League Premier League football? Could it be on the cards? I could, honestly couldn't tell you, but after after a few weeks, we'll see where our Kent sides are. The problem is all this, every week there's going to be derbies all over the place and does it affect our Kent sides over the season? We'll have to wait and see. I remember a few years ago, uh, Jim Ward saying to me, whoever wins the southeast derbies, whoever gets the most points out of those games will be right up there because you've got Hive, Herne Bay, uh, Whitstable, Faversham, Ramsgate. You know, that's if, if you can have a really good run out of those games, if you're any of those teams down there, then you are in a good position in that league, no matter what happens. And then if you get promoted, you've probably got the pick of the players in that sort of area as well. So so it is crucial, all these derby games, that they do make a difference. And, you know, it's nice that all the other teams are sort of in Sussex as well. So that they're all, every game has the potential to be a big game, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it is. You know, you mentioned teams in there, Sittingbourne, Faversham, Whitstable. Um, they've got ambitions of themselves of what they can try to achieve this season. And, you know, and like, you know, closer to home where I am, Ramsgate, you know, they've gone a bit of youth, but bringing Jamie Coyle in last week, you know, Jamie Coyle's played at a very good standard. He's been a manager at a standard, attracting players like that. Surely they're thinking maybe that's the last beat of the jigsaw that um, you can get out of it. it. We all know it's going to be a tough league and, I think, um, tough physical league for that there. But our Kent sides, I think we've got the players around us here, these sides, to actually cope with it. And again, difficult season, you know, the last two seasons haven't been there. Maybe you've got players absolutely chomping at the bit, thinking, right, we're going to finish this season. We're going to prove to people that, you know, whether we're a year, year behind where we should be because of COVID. But an intriguing right away. And I think you said about that, I read, I think, is it Hyde against Corinthian? Absolute yes. green tie. I've got, you know, Corinthian are used to winning football matches. I've got Steve Watt, very experienced players he's got in there. I would not have a clue how that game's going to go. Would you? That, that's the beauty of it all. You look at some of these leagues, I think in the combined counties, you know, looking at it, who's going to win from there. But I think it's Corinthian. You flag paper between them, is it? Or could be that one of them runs away with it. But no idea, but absolutely intriguing stuff ahead. Absolutely. Well, let's move inland from Herne Bay then and head to another side who always have ambitions to go up the leagues and Ashford United. Again, it seems like a lifetime ago they played in that farcical playoff final with, against Horsham, which they lost. But if they'd won anyway, they still wouldn't have been promoted. Uh, a friend of the show, Daniel Story, was at their final pre-season friendly against Cray Wanderers on Sunday. And I cheekily said to him that we'd be grateful of any interviews he could muster up. And by Jove, he came up trumps with a bit of Tommy Warrillow. So here is the Ashford gaffer, Tommy Warrillow. Again, it was our last one, so I thought it was a really good workout um, against, obviously, a team a level above. They've just got a lot of new setup as well in there, um, so I thought we'd done really well. Um, like everyone, there's bits you can work on, bits there's not, but overall, the pre-season's been good. We've had trialists come in, we've had a few in again today, but um, it's the most important thing is this week, the two sessions, and we, and we go next Saturday. But, you know, Crayer, um, I love all the boys over there anyway, so um, it was a good setup, and I hope they do well this year as well. Yeah, I looked at some of your pre-season results. Obviously, you've had rare, generally routine wins against the likes of Cuxton, Rochester. Yeah. Uh, you've obviously lost to Folkestone at the level yeah. above, and then you beat Margate at the level above as well. Yeah. But you've lost to Dover. So overall, how have you been it's, feeling about pre-season? Do, do you know what? It's, just, it's an old, boring old saying, but um, it doesn't really matter about the results. Like, I wouldn't yeah. care. I do care if we lose eight 0 or nine or whatever. But it's just about getting the things that you want to work on in games and the shape and the with and without the. Ball. It's about just drilling their moment. Today, 
I said, you know, I picked on something today which we've not really spoke about is our game management. We're rushing things when we're 1-0 yeah. up, so perhaps it's, little, it's the little, just little tiny little bits that we need to sort out. But again, at the moment, we've just got a horrendous, we've got about seven out at the moment, which yeah, doesn't help, and we yeah. still manage to put a side together that put a good performance in, so it's an opportunity for people, um, and it gives me food for thought. And some of them players going to be back uh, for I their Bodyfield you know game what? next week? I don't know. I mean, Jay started today and put his back out. Um, so I'm hoping he'll be all right. Johan, his hamstring could be, could, you know, Faggy, Tommy Fags, another one that's sort of a little bit um, and miss. We've got um, John Richardson back because he's, he's away. Luke Leppard will be back. Uh, Bradley Sims will be back. I think there's seven I've mentioned, you know, so uh, got to get on with it. It is what it is. You yeah. can't mope about. Um, I know what I've got when everyone's fit. And, but it's just getting everyone fit. I think people might forget they've been out for a year and a half for football, yeah, yeah, it's they? a long it's time. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and they've all their bones up, and obviously a few bones aren't happy at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And who have you uh, generally? And obviously you can't talk about too many people you maybe brought in, or yeah. but who have you generally been impressed with over the pre-season uh, uh, period? Uh, two centre halves, I think, have done. Dan, Dan Hull's come in. We've put him on a contract, young boy. I think, I think he's got the future in the game. Um, what sort of clubs did he play for? What level? Um, he was. I know he started at Hastings. I, I know he was over at Eastbourne United. Um, one of my old players uh, ran me up the bat and uh, I took him in. And I think he's different. You know, I really do think the boy can go high. So impressive. And Ben Gordon, I think, has been just so consistent next to him as well. Um, the two full-backs, I wouldn't swap them for anyone. So the back four, when I can get them all together, has been like, a, a good unit. We're trying to get the set of gloves in and, you know, we have one today that I want to talk to, see if we can get him fixed. He's not done a pre-season yet, but, uh, yeah. but no, everyone's um, put a shift in. Tashi Kwai, he's away for a little while, wasn't he? Another one that's not here today. Um, yeah. He's another one that's done uh, really well. But so, you know, the, the main thing for me is that we get to know the, you know, the system that we play. Everyone knows how we play here, so it's not a secret. But we don't change for anyone because when we do it and believe in it, we, we do really well. Um, yeah. And if we don't, then we come unstuck like anyone. But uh, we're not complicating stuff. It's an easy game football. I think it gets overcomplicated at times. Yeah, yeah. But we do ask the lads to think about it a lot more, use their brain a lot yeah. more. You know, so um, there are big expectations here, and there's big expectations for the boys that play for us because it's a good club, and the boys should be. Um, I think we're one of the better stands and everything in you know, better facilities in the league and perhaps the league above. So um, they should be happy that they're actually playing for the club as well, which they all are, and they're a good set of boys. Yeah, obviously we've got uh, good facilities here at Homelands. Uh, for a town that's got a generally very big population, I think it's over 100,000 now, yeah. is it frustrating sometimes that the, the, the club doesn't quite get the attendances it probably yeah. should do? Yeah, I know have, you're at step four, but yeah. what, uh, what's but the potential here at Ashford? Oh, massive. That's one of the reasons that attracted like when Don find me up. I mean, I've known about it because I played here for 30 years, yeah. whatever it was. It's been but, in Ken football a while, though. Yeah, but this is one of the clubs that we come and, it, you know, and again, I think it was nearly 30 years ago, funny enough, but we were getting good crowds. Yeah. And now, God knows how many has gone up since then, and mm. the crowds haven't come. And we have been quite successful here. We've got a playoff final the first year, we second yeah. in the second year. But we spoke about it. Obviously, there's been an introduction um, off the pitch with Paul coming in and um, and Ian, with Ian Docker and that and um, this is what we're looking at now is about getting the interest generated around the town because we should be getting more and more people here especially with all the COVID thing they're all about supporting your local team now instead of going yeah, up to yeah, the big course. games yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, uh, 
who knows? Hopefully that, that we bear the fruit of that. But Obviously the location never helped this far out, but that's something else we spoke the club about. could do more as well. well they're, they're, yeah, they're trying to um, contemplate putting a, a bus on to get people yeah. moving back, but there's no point doing it again because if the cost implications kick into it and mm. no one uses it, because yeah. that's the thing, you put it on, then people say we can't get there, then when you yeah. go put it on, they still mm. don't come. So Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Listen, we need the town, we need the fans, and hopefully if we do well and start off well and promote the club more, which is what's happening now, well, we can we can bear the fruit of what the hard work's been done. Yeah, obviously we spoke about it. Saying we got uh, Burgess Hill on the opening day of the season next Saturday. What are your thoughts about the Isbian uh, South East this season? It's another tough league. I've spoken to obviously enough quite a lot of people in Sussex from the history as well. So I yeah. speak to a lot. Hastings of Hastings going well when they first Hastings COVID always season. Are, always yeah. going well. Haywards uh, Efi here are looking to do big things this year. Mm. Uh, White Oak will always be a massive club. The other um, Kent clubs, Herne Bay, Whitstable. I saw Herne Bay last week that looked yeah, all, okay we, against Hashtag. You've got a nice and you've got the Cray Valleys. Um, yeah. You have got Herne Bays that are doing. Um, you know, we know what's going on. You know, listen, we know what's going on around the league. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I try and talk to players and whatever. But um, yeah. if you want the truth, I don't really care. No, no, it's um, about what Ashford. It, do. Yeah, if yeah, I don't yeah. care if someone's got fifty grand a week or five pound <laughs> yeah, a week, yeah, I really don't yeah. care because when you lose a game of football. It's quite easy why you lose it. You either don't take your chances and let crap goals in, or you're just not good enough on the day. So it's not about who earns what and whatever. Don't be wrong if you go to the ISI, like if you draw Liverpool or that, you expect them to be better than you. But at our level, it's about being honest with yourself as a player to Mm. do your job and do what you're told. And if you do that, then we should all be all right. But if you don't and lose, then you've got to accept the criticism. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then uh, in the FA Cup in two weeks, you got uh, Chatham Town, another yeah. club that are on the up in Kent. But again, it's like it's what it's what what you do, isn't it? That's yeah, what you're saying. Listen, I went I went there yesterday to watch the game. Um, you know, I've got a lot of friends over there, players, and and, and I know Larry, I've known Larry Donkey's years as well. So um, it'd be nice to go and see everyone. But yeah, it's, believe it or not, it's one of them clubs we're going to that are league below, but possibly the underdogs. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Because there's no again on paper the players they've got are fantastic players. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, but like you say, I just concentrate on what I've got and we'll go there and give it you know give it everything we've got and if we're organised and do what we do we'll be fine if we don't it's, whether it's Chatham or anyone we won't be yeah yeah and just finally how good is it to be back uh, involved in football again it's oh, been a long time hasn't oh, it it's, it's, when, it's all, when it's been in it all your life yeah. since a 16 year old boy it's it's weird because you go to football and it's still it, you're hoping it continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to get people, I've got a COVID this, you know, we've got to self-isolate. And I teams don't use it as an easy option. No, no. no um, yeah. But yeah, listen, it's an horrible disease that we've had. And I've always said at the start of it, we've just got to respect it. But now I think a year and a half down the line, I think everyone's getting a little bit more, um, I don't know what, I've got to use my wording right, but if, if you get it, you're going to be ill. Yeah, but I think yeah, the deaths have sort of come yeah. out of it a little bit. So it's not nice, but... Um, We've, somewhere along the line, what do you do? Because people yeah, have got to earn yeah. a living. People, have, you know, we've got to get back on with our lives yeah, again. It's not so much yeah, having yeah. holidays. I want to go. Away. We want to go on holiday, but it's not about that. It's about generally just want to go out for a meal, or yeah, going yeah, out for, yeah, for a drink, yeah, or going yeah. out, and just have a normal life. Go mm. and work and, and and give it respect. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I, listen. If I go into a packed place, I'll still throw a mask on. Yeah, yeah, but if I go to somewhere like here, there's not a load of people in there, and it's fresh air, I won't. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just find the happy medium. Yeah. But please, God, it's the worst of it's over, and we can get on because this isn't out for everyone and there's another reason that we're trying to get the town to come in and support us because it's a beautiful fresh area it's a nice big stadium good facilities everything's here if they want to have yeah. a drink take. so there's no excuses not to come and you know we want to try and get them here because if we could get this place a bit more fuller yeah, yeah. you know it's a great atmosphere so um please god that pandemic thing has gone away um 
and we all just be sensible with it. Um, if it if it's back, it's back. But what can you do? You just got to go on with life and yeah, yeah. treat it as it is. But at the moment, we've got I can't be you know we've got through pre-season, so that's a yeah. massive tick. Now what we don't want to do is start the season and then mm. have eight games and it's over or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then to sum up, what is success for Ashford United this season? Listen, not everyone. We all want to go up. Um, for me, a successful season as a football club is staying involved in the playoff, in, in the playoffs, or the promotion push right to the end. You don't want to be January, February, miles away, March. Yeah, you yeah. want to be. You want to have something to play for right up until the last game of the season. It's yeah. automatic promotion, brilliant. If you're in the playoffs, brilliant. But you want to keep the season as live as long as possible. Yeah. And it would be nice to have a nice FA Cup run. Uh, thanks to Daniel for that. Much appreciated, my friend. And, uh, you know, you're always welcome to send anything in our way. Uh, but Tommy Warrow there, a man who's been around. He, he certainly knows what football's all about. And, and a fine figurehead, I think, for Ashford United. He was trying not to get too carried away there. But Ashford's surely going to be in the mix again, Matt. Yeah, you would have thought so. Tommy Warrow, I think I said in the program before, he's probably managing a level at least below where he should be because of experience. Always in the game, always knows a player. Ashford... I always think, you know, where they are with the, you know, Ashford as a community, the town building up, if you can get them successful, the crowds may actually start coming in abundance to watch them as well. And Tommy Warlow is the man to, you know, to, to play attractive football and get them out of that division. There won't be more an experienced manager in the whole division from Tommy Warlow. And could that be the difference of, um, that, that, that could make Ashford the, the different side for, who could, achieve promotion it'll be interesting to see but I think we again, saw that didn't we like like two or whatever three years ago when they got to yeah. that playoff final that they just at the end of the season they came good and he yeah. guided them into that playoff final and yeah they came up short down at Horsham against the team who who, who were at home and a big crowd and everything like that and, and I suppose also a team that knew they'd get promoted if they won as opposed to Ashford who knew they wouldn't um but I think it, it is that now that Tommy Warlow's got that that can possibly be something that that really fires Ashford and and we say about how Hastings are traditionally slow starters and they tend to come really good at the end of the season I think Ashford they're, they're not slow starters in stretch imagination but they will come good at the end of the season yeah I think okay if you were looking at the last couple of years we've, we've seen the likes of Corinthian getting promoted because they deserved it over the two seasons and probably if you're going on that basis Ashford it should be Ashford's time to get promoted and Maybe they will be, along with Hastings, they will be the favourites of that division and people will be trying to knock them off the perch. But yeah, over the last two seasons, they're successful. And if Tommy can keep a solid side and tinker with it, bring players in, you know, because knowledge of players in this area is first class. I think, would you class them as the favourites, John, out of all our sides? I, I've just got a, an inkling for Cray Valley. Um, and I think, but I think Ashford will be, I think Ashford will be in the playoffs. Um, I think I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if four of the top five come from Kent. Although, as Tommy said there, um, Hayward Heath apparently are, are going for it again, as they have done in the past. And, um, you know, you, you never know what you're going to get. But I've, I've just got a feeling that some of our Kent teams, and I think both that we've spoken to there, are going to go uh, very, very far. We'll talk about that in a second, actually. So given the number of Kent sides in the division, uh, the fixture computer has done well to only give us three derbies to start the season. <laughs> as you've already mentioned, Corinthians debut in the league as they travel to face Hightown, uh, Phoenix against Faversham and Whitsport against Sevenoaks. As you've already heard, Ashford meet Burgess Hill and Herne Bay travel to Hastings, while VCD are away at Chichester, Cray Valley host Whitehawk, Sittingbourne at home to promoted Lansing and Ramsgate head to Three Bridges. So, Matt, 
who's going to be top of the pile from a Kent point of view in that division. Uh, incidentally, and I know I'll have to repeat this for you several times, the bottom two will be relegated and the next two will be in the playoffs with teams in the league below. So a fifth of the division will end the season in relegation danger. Um, so Matt, who's going to be the pick of the Kent teams? Um, I'm, I think maybe Hyde. It's Hyde's time under Steve White. He's managed to keep majority of the squad they've had last season. I think he's probably learned a lot. Um, I think he's a, a manager that players like playing for. I'm not thinking they're going to win it, but I think Hyde, if they can get off to a good start, they can have the momentum. But it could be numerous sides to do it. Okay, I'm, I'm interested to look at Ramsgate as well. As I mentioned earlier, they've got a mixture of experience and youth. And they want to play football in this division, and which you've got to admire. But, you know, when it gets a little bit tougher with stronger against physical opponents, all that be their undoing as well as not being able to compete. Just looking forward to it, John. But I'll go. I'll go Hyde and Steve Watt for the see what see what they can do. And I think he's quite an ambitious man, Steve Watt. I think he wants to be successful there. Good stuff. Well, good luck to all of our teams as they start this season uh, on Saturday. Up one step to the Isthmian Premier Division now, where the fixture computer has shown its inconsistency. I thought it might be on the blink when I saw for the third year running that Fos and Invicta start off against Worthing. Then there must have been a glint in the eye when it conjured up Danny Kedroll's first game in charge of Cray Wanderers which comes against Tony Russell's Lewis. Uh, Margate, meanwhile, travel to Wingate and Finchley. Uh, what do you make of all three's chances this season, Matt? I mean, Cray Wanderers, obviously, new brush uh, under Danny Kedwell. And, and it, uh, the first game was written in the stars, wasn't it? Yeah, interesting tie there. Tony Lewis, it would be interesting to see. I presume a lot of ex-players, because Cray have had a bit of a turnaround of players, have all gone to Lewis. We know Joe Taylor has, such like that. Um, Kedwell's got players in. He's got... Uh, the ex Julingham Andy Andy Drury, I've known as assistant manager, so saw him playing for City Bourne. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Kedwell, if his if his um, passion on the pit as a player comes across as a manager, they're going to do very well. But again, he wants to be successful in that in that role as well. I'm sure Danny Kedwell, what his ambitions are. So yeah, I think I think Cray, you know, will they be as free flowing and scoring goals? It'll be interesting to see. I think they should be easily top half of the table. Folkestone. Um, we're doing okay, weren't they? When um, the league was shut again, they know this level now. I think they're they've more... got Yusuf back as well, haven't they? Yeah, Smith. Um, good. Yeah, all always score goals under um, Neil Cugley. I think they've, they've taken that tag of being of a yo-yo club out of the way. I think now maybe they're looking up rather than down. We'll always be, we'll always be um, competitive in this division under Neil Cugley, and I'm sure he fancies one more promotion before he finally hangs up. If he ever hangs up, so and just at Margate again. Speaking to the Margate fans that I know around where I am, there's not much optimism as well. Lost a lot of players, losing players as well. Jamie Coyle going to Ramsgate. And I think the concern is if Ramsgate are paying more money than Ram Margate would be, they could be in for a difficult season. But Jay Saunders, again, you know, you know what he did with Maidstone, he's got to replicate with Margate. And arguably, if he does that, gets them back into conference out, it would be an even greater achievement than what he achieved at, uh, at Maidstone. Yeah, interesting times ahead for those, but... Can I see him either? I, don't, I expect all three sides maybe to be in the uh, Isthmian Premier next season, joined by a couple of Kent sides. But I can't really see either side, any of those sides, getting promoted at the moment. I quite fancy folks in Victor. They they know what they're doing at that level. Uh, we've seen before that Neil Cugley knows how to get a team going. They've got a real good record against a number of those teams. They've been there or thereabouts in the two seasons that haven't finished. And I think they're a well-run club uh, with a... a 
legendary manager and some really, really good players there. So I'm going to stick my neck on the line and say folks in playoffs uh, again. I think uh, Worthing are going to make life very tough for everybody. I think they're, they're the favourites to win the league, but I just think folks uh, will be up there yet again. So we shall see. Uh, let's move on to the same league next, next <laughs> Quite possibly. Let's move up again to the National League South. And if Ben Smith thinks there's a bottleneck in step four, I wonder what he thinks about step two, because there's certainly uh, a bottleneck there as well. No promotion from that division last season, despite their best efforts. Uh, 21 teams gunning for success this time around. Five of those teams are from Kent. So let's quickly try and put them in some sort of order, Matt. What will be the order of the Kent National League South Mini League? And will any of them win the whole shebang? Uh, Dartford, Ebbsfleet, Maidstone, Tunbridge, Welling. And will they win it? It'll be a hell of an achievement. The sides are spending money. I think Dartford, under Steve King, the signings he's made, I think they've got goal scorers and now Jake Robinson. Know, scores more goals at this level than anybody, I think, anyway. And that's what they've missed over the last couple of seasons. Absolutely. Big 24-man squad. Can that work in their favour? Can work against it? It'd be interesting to find out. Maidstone, early injury problems, but heckin' hey, Retton and the supporters being back would be absolutely massive for Maidstone. So, Tunbridge, we know. Tunbridge will be solid in this division. And well in under Steve Lovell, I think they're rebuilding. Give them a season to see how they get on with Steve Lovell. But... That league's absolutely mental in my eyes, really. You know, the Dawkins of this world is going to be very, very difficult. Having a Waterloo spending the cash, brought in my mate Oscar Goburn. That means they're not going to do very well, so that's good for them. Um, all in all, yeah, I think whoever wins the league in this division, it's an, it's an unbelievable achievement. I think uh, with the money going around, everybody's desperate to, to see after last season and people will be throwing on it left, right and centre. I'm hoping that one of our Kent sides can do it. Um, yeah, anybody but Dawkins, really. <laughs> but I'm hoping that, yeah. You've I've got, just got, got, an, I've got an inkling for uh, for Maidstone. I, I think they've got goal scorers in. They've, they've, you know, they've brought in strikers who know how to score. They've got Barham and, and they've They've got, got injury problems in attack at the moment, haven't they? Yeah, yeah but... Pavey. Pavey can score 30 goals in this division. He's done it before. so Exactly. And, and I, th- I, I think, think their, their problem been, last year has been getting that consistent goal threat so yeah. hopefully Maidstone will, will be there or thereabouts but then Ebbsfleet, Dartford they're all going to be fancying it and, and I think yeah. Tunbridge Angels have recruited really really well obviously Welling a little bit of an unknown quantity oh it's going to be brilliant uh, this Saturday the fixtures start with Ebbsfleet against Tunbridge Angels a game I will be at so you'll get some reaction um, from that one next week's show it's Haven and Waterlooville against Welling, Maidstone against Hemel Hempstead and St Albans City against Dartford. Uh, so it's big games there. And obviously, Tumbridge Angels were 1-0 winners at Epps Street last season. So that would put a cat amongst the pigeons, wouldn't it? Yeah, and we just said some breaking news there, John, as well. Dover have got a COVID taste, so uh, their players are in isolation. So it could mean that, that Dover might not start the season. That's just breaking news that there's a COVID case with two Dover players. So, oh, um, blimey. I don't know what... I've, um, I don't know what happens, as I mentioned before earlier in the pod, I'm on the 16th, that if two have got it, does the rest need to isolate? So they're waiting clarification. I know a couple of the football league teams have had to isolate. I think Harrogate are in 10 days now and certain other things. So, yeah, but Exeter, I think, down here where I am, near enough where I am, um, they've only got two cases, but not, but they're still playing. So Christ. interesting times ahead. But oh, this is a concern over the season. We're never going to get going. And, you know, so, the doomongers will be it will say David will try to stop playing already, won't they? They're not very popular in the league, but we'll have to see from that and see what happens from there. But yeah, that's, that's breaking news. Dover, they didn't have a game this week, but they had 
training before next week because for some reason the league's not starting. But Dover might not be in action the first week of the season. Yeah, I was about to say, actually, there's there's still another week before the National League starts. So it gives me seven more days, though, to come up with some more, more minus 12 puns. That's uh, yes. so a bit of a relief for me. Um, I wonder what the thinking behind it is, though. And it's not as if you could line up any decent friendlies this weekend, before even before you had a COVID test, because everyone else is playing. Uh, one Dover fan, though, has launched Project 3000, a bid to get 3,000 fans through the gates at Crabble when they hopefully do start their season <laughs> on August the 21st against Solihull Moors. Ambitious! Definitely, but maybe worth having a go, and and it would be good if people can get behind the 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 the, the club when it all kicks off, won't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it's quite ambitious. You know, maybe Project Two Thousand would have been you know grown the mark, but again, you know, putting statements out like the, the club's got COVID is not going to sort of. No one's going to be flocking down there. No, right? no, it's, it's getting, you know, there's been a bit of a, you know a feel good factor. I think they're the, the fans game, didn't they, this week, and people getting behind them. But now it's two steps forward and maybe three steps back. So, yeah, we have to see it. Well, the most important thing that, as he's put, said in the statement there, that, you know, everybody's trying to stay safe in these times. But, you know, are we going to be keeping going to and fro from this situation? I don't know. Again, as we know, if you double jab, you can still get it. So, could it be, is this the start of going forward as well? Got no idea, is it? But um, we'll keep you informed about that next week. We certainly will. Well, that's pretty much it for the football chat. Uh, Matt is on holiday, so we're not going to prattle on too long. He won't have been watching anything, I tell you. He'll just be enjoying some quality time with the three ladies in his life, won't you, mate? Yeah. Four. Four, of course. I forgot course the dog. dog, yes, the dog <laughs> yeah, so, um, no, yes, yeah, so enjoy. Yes, yeah, quite beautiful. And I'm just going to go for my dinner in a minute. So, yeah, um, we'll catch up next week and um, we'll go from there, John. But, uh, yeah. Appreciate um, oh, appreciate you fitting me in around your schedule. I'm enjoying the sunshine when you're around your work. But yeah, yes, we'll of course. Um, watching week. former former uh, Maidstone and Dover Athletic defender Aaron Simpson on Love Island has also been a highlight of my week. Um, yeah. My my daughter did let me know that thing, and she, and she thinks the most important thing is that she might have had a photo with him back in the day. Cause, oh, so, she just so, her. Right, yeah, but I think then that, I think that's good for her socials. Yeah, of course. That'd be worth like a, a grand now, a photo with Aaron Simpson. Yeah, yeah. So is he going to win? No. How long has this thing going on for? Finishes in about 10 days, I think. So. All right. So, yeah. Well, to be honest, I was speaking to somebody before he went into Love Island saying, where was he? Because I take him back at Dover. I thought he was a decent fullback, but... Unfortunately, he's joined uh, Love Island United on a on a short-term contract, but he may be back uh, available at the, end of the, at, at the end of the series there. So we never oh, right, know what's yeah, We'll keep an eye on for him, yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening to this week's show. Uh, and I do want to thank everybody who got in touch about last week's chat with James Scott. A lot of really positive feedback for that. And, and of course, thanks to James again for that. Um, but yeah, it was we were really, really pleased that we were able to run that interview. Um, but yes, thank you very much. You can find us on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Search for Kent Only Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at John Phipps 81 You can find Matt at Matthew underscore Gerard. Have you, you should set up a Twitter for the dog. That might get some interest, mate. Uh, I think I might get my daughter to do that. Yeah, but um... yeah. If, I, if I've got anything to tweet, I'm not going to tweet it from the dog's point of view, really. So, apart from <laughs> there's my dinner, that sort of thing. Oh, the, dog will be, the dog will be thinking, what's Dover? Why Dover? What's Dover? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, everybody. Well, Thanks, mate, Matt. I'll... Spent up half an hour on his, on his holiday. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, enjoy the rest of your uh, of your break. Of, yeah, we'll be in contact. And uh, I might not be at football next, actually. No, you might not. Well, yeah, so thank you, everybody. Yeah, but everybody, yeah, uh, make sure everybody stays safe because, you know, clearly COVID's still out there. So everybody make sure they're okay. So. Yeah, we'll speak to you all next week on the Kent Only podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, lovely sunshine.